over and under over and under thank you very much to jane and mike band that was jane and mike singing jane's song over and under there will always be enough so here we are on salford city radio 94.4 fm and jane and mike are broadcasting from home we're in isolation but there's two of us so <laughs> very what difficult to manage yeah. <laughs> yes they did say that in um, China, after they came out of isolation, there were a lot of divorces. So I think... So we'll have to see if that comes true. <laughs> um, yes, it's lovely being here and being able to feel as if we're talking to um, people around the world because this is also online, SalfordCityRadio.org. And we're green giraffes and worms, and you can find us there on a Wednesday, 11 a.m. And there's a special big shout out to Jane with a Y, who's at her own house, but I think she's going to be dialing in during the show, and we're going to hear from her. So, hello, Jane. Hello, Jane with a Y here. <laughs> I'd love it if we could discuss climate change and environmental issues without mentioning COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus. But it's hard not to, isn't it? We're at a time where we can wish our way our lives worrying, but that won't stop people getting sick, nor will it heal them. But we can care enough to do our little bit, and millions of little bits all add up to a massive great bit. So what we're doing and how we're pulling together as a community around coronavirus is absolutely what we can do for climate change as well. We can do exactly the same. We can think in the same way. Um, and there's another thing that we do in a community, and that's we recover from addiction. Uh, I'm in recovery, and I'm very open about that. Um, and some of us who uh, are in recovery say a prayer called the serenity prayer and you don't have to be religious at all to say this uh, but it, it's one of those stop and think uh, prayers and I find it really helpful and we say it to a God of a, our understanding so that could be the dishwasher <laughs> If you've got one, <laughs> one guy used to say it to his dog because it was the only thing that had ever stood by him when the chips were down. It could be Mother Nature, Allah, the universe, God, whatever. So here goes. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I love this. <laughs> so where it comes to coronavirus, the things I have to accept are that there are many different coronaviruses and they live in loads of different animal species without ever affecting us. Occasionally, 
one will cross the species barrier and humans will start to become sick. And I'm not big enough or clever enough or powerful enough to change any of that. So I have to trust virologists and epidemiologists to do their jobs, to watch and catch and try and come up with vaccines. <laughs> and gratefully, I'll do that. I'll also have a renewed appreciation for our NHS and its amazing staff from around the world. So in the same way that we love biodiversity and know that that will help our climate and the, the health of the planet, I celebrate cultural diversity and the health of our NHS and the beautiful, rich, warm health of our culture. I definitely benefit from that. Um, it doesn't really take much courage to make a few personal changes. Maybe you might be the first in your family to take something seriously and that takes courage to pull other people along with you. Um, I'll always be prepared to say, even publicly, what I think, even if it's not popular. And I might well be wrong, but I'll do my very best to do my best. And that's all I can offer. Um, I'll take small chances to help others. But the wisdom to know the difference is, is being well-meaning helpful? To be helpful, you actually have to help. So one of the things is stop, think. If you want to press that button and share some information, check your sources, check it against something first, look around it. Because if you send information out that's scary and is wrong, at best it might frighten or annoy people. At worst, somebody could take bad advice and it could result in them dying. So it actually has to be helpful. Um, I'm not really very wise, so this is the shortest bit. <laughs> Equally, if you want to run errands for neighbours, be really careful that you're not bringing the infection to their door. And advice will change all around us all the time. But those things don't change. And we can think about that with our view to climate change as well. I hope that actually gives us a little bit of hope. I'll just repeat the prayer again. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you. It's incredible, it's edible, it's valuable to me. It's incredible, you can eat it all, and best of all, it's free. Pack gardens or containers, raised beds or a bin. And don't forget the motto, if you eat your in. Take a trip down to Tugmorden, that's where it all Tear down the garden.
garden walls. It's incredible, it's edible, it's valuable to me. It's incredible, you can eat it all, and best of all, it's free. Plant gardens or containers, raise beds or a Tells us we're not victims, we step up, we take a chance. We can all start work tomorrow, no waiting around for grants. Actions are most important, we strive, make our own love. Thank you very much the uh, Jane and Mike band there with the incredible Edible song. And this is the Green Drafts and Worms show on Salford City Radio 94.4 FM coming to you every Wednesday morning, even if we have to record it in the kitchen or the bathroom or the attic. We'll try and get through to you. Now, Jane was saying that there are things we can't change. And there are things that we can do and we have to try and know the difference. So we're playing the incredible edible song because there are green and growing things happening 
in Salford, even though because of lockdown, Incredible Edible has stopped meeting on a Sunday morning temporarily down at the allotment in Patricroft. But if you get in touch with them, we can access that place. It just means that we don't want to get a crowd of people down there and spreading our germs between us. So I'll give you the email. It's incredibleedibleSalfordContact at gmail.com. So that's a pretty long name, but you know it makes sense. Incredible Edible Salford Contact. All one word, believe it or not, at gmail.com. And if you send an email or if you look on Facebook for Incredible Edible Salford, you can get in touch with them and see when the place is accessible because we need to be planting now in order to have food in the summer. It's the planting season and somehow or other we've got to get some things growing in order to feed ourselves in the future. Now you agree with that don't you Jane? Very much so um, and I've got a book in my hand called Drawdown, the most comprehensive plan ever proposed to reverse global warming. And in this, there's loads and loads of ways that we can reverse global warming. And one of them that's very effective is educating girls and way way that we look at food production. And locally grown food is so much better for the environment so that we don't have to transport it and making the most of every single solitary space. Now, we have been in contact with the youth climate change activists over the last year, and they are at the youth strike. And I was posting on Facebook to Emma Greenwood, about who is one of the many, many active leaders around, and I was saying, oh, it's as if the government has given you permission to have a strike. But what would happen if you were all learning how to grow your own food in no matter how small or big a space that's around? Now, in Salford, we have lots of incredible edible beds that aren't being used. And if people who are living in flats and don't have access to um, any soil or anything to grow. I will be talking about how to grow on your windowsills and on your balconies, but also use these plots. They're all over the place and nobody is farming in them at the moment. There may be useful weeds in them. We're eating dandelions from the garden and nettles that you can eat and wash very thoroughly because a lot of them are by um, heavily polluted roads. But those roads aren't heavily polluted in this time. So a call out to everybody who's got time on their hands and as long as they don't do it en masse and organise themselves, they can educate themselves on how to grow their own food locally. And a word in there for recycling as well, because um, if we are recycling properly, we can pick up any 
bottles and take them home and put them in our recycling bins, which in fact make money for the council. So instead of um, the council having to pick them up for you, if you all recycle plastic bottles and cans and put them in your brown bins, then you are helping society just as we're trying to help society by keeping fit and healthy, eating our weeds, what we got for dinner, some nettle and dandelion soup with lots of onions, because onions are good for infection. Oh, delicious. <laughs> so just a word about those empty plots as an example. If you walk through the middle of Eccles at the moment, you'll see these raised beds and some of them, uh, just round by the shops, have got pretty flowers in because the council have taken them over and managed to, uh, even with a restricted workforce, do some work on them. But the ones down Church Street, mostly they've got a bit of lavender or some herbs and the rest of it is empty. So you can get in there, you can put in some onions and chives and something useful for the summer. And Jane will tell you more about that later. But also, before the lockdown, we were going to Buell Hill regularly. And the Friends of Buell Hill are doing amazing work in trying to bring back into use the uh, Bowling Green Pavilion. It's a, it's a building, it's cabin, it's been there since the 1930s. And they have been open between one o'clock and four o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. And they're trying to keep that going. It does mean you've got to keep your distance if you want to go there. But on a sunny day, they've got seats, chairs and tables. And you could sit outside as long as you remember to bring your biological wipes and wipe them down. And at least you can talk to people from a distance. And you'll notice that on the old bowling green on the right hand side, there's raised beds that were put there six or seven years ago. And some of them have become a bit dilapidated. Now, a few are being maintained and people are doing sterling work coming in whenever they can. So one idea is if you come in on a Wednesday afternoon, pop in sometime between one and four, you might find somebody there and you might be able to talk to them about putting your name down on the list to get one of those beds so you can go in and grow some stuff and they'll tell you about the access arrangements and what you need to do. There's also a website, isn't there, Jane, put up by Mark Frith, which is called Growing Togetherness. They've got a page on Facebook, Growing Togetherness. Well, you can't argue with that, can you? That sounds like a good idea. Now, one of the thoughts I had was because um, Mark is supplying us with our um, compost and soil needs for the coming 12 weeks is that Mark was saying that they're growing together now so there won't be as much maybe individual people growing their own food but they have a communal plot there and they planted out potatoes. One of the other things that I am saying is that we might go along but I will not be using any toilets or I won't be going in the cafe because it's too enclosed. But I want to make people aware of TAPS, which is one of my major bugbears at the moment, because um, 
people are touching the taps with what might be contaminated hands, washing the hands very thoroughly and then touching the taps again. And I just wonder if the COVID who lives on um, hard surfaces, which is um, our taps, if they can be transmitted back to your hands. So you may be washing your hands and then touching the COVID virus again. That's only in my head, but I won't be using the taps and I can only go out uh, for one bladder's worth because I can't always. Well, we know that there is an invention, isn't there? Because in the hospitals, people don't have taps that you twist. They have taps that you can work with your elbows. So for many years, doctors and nurses have been aware of the fact that you don't want to touch the taps while you're washing your hands. And the best we can do, maybe, is to get that soap on our hands and then rub it over the taps to make sure that the taps are cleaned. And we watched a programme on television the other night and it was about deep cleaning the house. And it was saying that the most obvious things that you might think, like the, the handle on the cistern you know so when you flush the toilet you know that you're touching the handle well okay you can wash your hands afterwards but if you wash your hands and then switch the tap off you might be getting more germs back on your hands before you go out the door and you see well i see when i go out these days that if you go into a public toilet people are doing all kinds of shimmies and maneuvers to try and not touch the door handle so we are getting more aware of the fact that what we do with our hands is important and where we put them is, has to be kind of um, thoughtful. We have to be thoughtful about it. So if you've been on a mindfulness course, you know what I'm talking about already. But I'll tell you what we'll do, Jane. Yes. We've been talking about taps. Yes. Let's have the tapping song. Oh, great. Because what that does is it talks about tapping on the top of your eye the side of your eye all the acupressure points and we're in a period of great trauma and what people need to do is to be able to find ways to cope so if you listen to the words of the tapping song it tells you exactly where to tap and how many times you tap 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 four or five times and that could very well be very useful in this time of need. Yeah. So let's put that on. So are you using the one from YouTube? Yes. Yes. And this was recorded in the middle of Africa, where people are having trauma already, let alone with this new virus. And it was a song written by a man from Sweden, is it? Yeah. And he went out there and he realised the importance of trapping, tapping because... People have got this trauma from things like the um, the Rwanda genocide and were really suffering emotionally. And this is one way of being able to cope by doing the tapping. So, as it says, tap along with the song and you can't go wrong. And after that, I think we need to hear more from Jane with a Y because she's been thinking about Chris Packham. Oh... Let's hear what she's got to say. He's an activist, isn't he? He's Climate very change activist. Yes. And she thinks that what he's saying at the moment is very relevant to this uh, uh, situation that we've got ourselves into. So here's the tapping song.
Do as I do. Let me show this to you. All I say that is hell help me. If you wanna let go of the misery, you know. If you wanna set your nightmares free. T T T. Now look at the left side of your hand where the little finger meets the palm. That part is called the karate spot. This is where you start to be calm. Come along now. Two fingers tapping with a simple beat. Both hands now where your eyebrows meet. Two fingers tapping with a simple beat. On the side of your eyes.
Jane with a Y again. <laughs> right, this isn't meant to be scary. This is an opportunity. Uh, I saw a really interesting article on the BBC website by um, that wonderful TV naturalist, Chris Packham. And he warned that uh, a preoccupation with fighting the coronavirus pandemic could move the climate change issues further down government's agendas. I think we saw that even in the Chancellor's spring budget, uh, which I know was a little while ago and some finances will change uh, in responding to the crisis. Um, but it's very easy to shove something away that you don't really want to deal with. Chris said the outbreak could affect uh, natural landscapes with nature reserves going unmaintained if people are ill or on lockdown. Um, but equally, the plus side of that is it could give wildlife a real respite. Um, and so he encourages people to find a way to engage with nature, no matter what the circumstances. He warned that coronavirus does have another deadly effect and that if we fail to deal with climate change and biodiversity loss, it is at our peril. Um, and there's no guarantee that the November COP26 climate change conference will even go ahead. Um, and that's due, you know, November. So goodness knows. Uh, just to, to confirm, I, I'm not actually sure when this programme will go out because the way we uh, get access to the station and things like that may affect it. And equally, we may need to repeat some programmes. Um, so apologies if anything doesn't seem timely. I've tried to keep it pretty um, broad. So Chris has encouraged us all to turn to nature for solace and joy even if self-isolating, it's an opportunity to learn about things like birdsong. There are lots of uh, little tools online. There's even um, a full uh, record, like a CD that you can buy at, and as an MP3 download. Um, and once you start listening out for a particular bird song, you start looking out for the bird and you start thinking, ooh, 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 that's in that tree and that's in that tree. And even from the highest tower block, you can hear birds and you can see flowers and you can see if things are happening on roof gardens or balconies as well. Um, and actually, you can benefit from the peace of less traffic and things like that. And just be aware, probably the air quality will be better. There's a, an issue where I've spoken out about some of the issues because obviously I've, I've made a personal choice to be vegan and I don't expect everybody to make the choices I do. But there has been discussion about the live animal trade in Chinese markets possibly uh, being a potential source of uh, disease. Now, 
Um, I'm not attacking Chinese culture at all. In the UK, we put lots of animals into trucks, often disgustingly tightly jammed, terrified, and we put them on journeys for a hideous length of time. We also cage our animals appallingly, Hogwood Farms being an example um, of appalling pork that was they were supplying supermarkets like Tesco in the UK. So there's a lot of animal cruelty everywhere. Maybe this is a time for us all to take a step back and think, what do we really want our life to stand for uh, in the global context of caring for animals, caring for our planet and caring for each other? So maybe just having those conversations um, while we have a bit more time with our families. Um, maybe we're isolated from our families in some ways because we're in one house and they're in another. Um, we're talking on the phone, but, you know, these are times for reflection. So that can be a great way to engage with nature. That's another pause for thought. Oh, would you like to swing on a star? Thank you. 
Yes, thank you very much, Jane with a Y. Uh, recorded at home and dialed in today to the Green Drafts and Worms show, which, as you know, is 11am every Wednesday, Salford City Radio, 94.4 FM, or find it on your computer, salfordcityradio.org, look for Wednesday, 11am, and there we are, the Green Drafts and Worms show. So we're hearing from Jane about what she heard from Chris Packham and it was all about the fact that climate change may be taking a back seat. But hopefully, if we're aware of that, we can uh, do something about it. And I hope you like the song, Jane, because it was all about animals, including worms. And we all know how important worms are. So, keeping in touch, that's a big theme for today, isn't it? That's what Jane was talking about. And recently, our experience, me and Jane at this end, even though we're in isolation, on Sunday... We were in touch with the Quakers because we all loaded up the Zoom app. Zoom is an app on your uh, mobile phone. And you can dial into that and get oh, lots of people uh, talking to each other. And it's very clever because what happens is if somebody starts talking, their face appears on the screen. So it's hard work for Jane because you do keep interrupting, don't you, Jane? Yeah. <laughs> So people see quite a lot of you, Jane, in the discussion. But it's not just Zoom, because the other thing that happened was earlier, or was it later in the day? No, it was the day before we were dialing in to Facebook, because there's a a Facebook, what's it called? A kind of meeting. Watch party. It's a watch party. Watch party. Yeah. And if you all dial into that, you can have something live. We were doing Tai Chi. Uh, waving our arms about in time to Agatha, who was in Buell Hill Park. It was most amazing. Yes, so great th- fun. Thanks to modern technology. And they were all staying the right distance apart, weren't they? Yeah, so doing their work in uh, the raised beds. Yeah. We saw neighbours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of our neighbours were up there. So it was lovely. Lovely, lovely. So what else did we find out from Quakers on Sunday, well, Jane? Well, uh, very interesting because a long, long time friend of ours, uh, Sandra Dutson, was telling us about the Quaker greetings that, because usually they shake hands at the end of a meeting um, and I was going on about Namaste. But Sandra had this lovely greeting, which I've forgotten now, but putting your hand on your heart... And what I was thinking was, don't they do a greeting on Star Trek, Mike? And what's that? What's That's where you put your, your fingers up. Right. Uh, you put your hand up facing the person and then you divide your fingers in two and you say, live long and prosper. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the thing that Sandra was saying was, you put your hand on your heart and say, I acknowledge you as a person. I see you and I'm joining hearts. And if you've got two hands, which she doesn't, what you can do is put one hand on your heart and then put your other hand on the back, on the shoulder blade of the other person because that links to their heart. So you're you're linking your heart to their heart. And it's all very symbolic, but uh, it does feel good, so it's worth a try. I was thinking of putting my hand on my heart and saying to it, live long and prosper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a combination. What, yes. <laughs> Which we're trying to do. Right. In our own way. 
But in that meeting, we shared some poetry, Jane. Yes, yes. Have you got it with you? Of course I've got it with me, Mike. You're sitting next to me and it's written on this computer. But um, it's quite hard to do all the things at once. So forgive me if I don't get it right. Um, The other thing is that when I was walking in Buell Hill Park last week, I thought, oh, I can hear the birds sing. And that song that we've just done, Swinging on a Star, was about birds because we... I have changed the words to that song. I don't know if you've noticed because it it wasn't very nice to animals. So I've changed it and and valued animals and mentioned how birds are so amazing. And in this poem, it does the same thing. Okay, so uh, can we have the birds mic now at the background? Here's an experiment. Okay, this poem is called Lockdown by Brother Richard. Yes, there is fear. Yes, there is isolation. Yes, there is panic buying. Yes, there is sickness. Yes, there is even death. But they say that in Wuhan, after so many years of noise, you can hear the birds again. They say that after just a few weeks of quiet, the sky is no longer thick with fumes, but blue and grey and clear. They say that in the streets of Assisi, people are singing to each other across the empty squares, keeping their windows open so that those who are alone may hear the sounds of family around them. They say that a hotel in the west of Ireland is offering free meals and delivery to the housebound. Today, a young woman I know is busy spreading flyers with her number through the neighbourhood so that the elders may have someone to call on. Today, churches, synagogues, mosques and temples are preparing to welcome and shelter the homeless, the sick, the weary. All over the world, people are slowing down and reflecting. All over the world, people are waking up to a new reality, to how big we really are, to how little control we really have, to what really matters, to love. So we pray and we remember that, yes, there is fear, but there does not have to be hate. Yes, there is isolation, but there does not have to be loneliness. Yes, there is panic buying, but there does not have to be meanness. Yes, there is sickness, but there does not have to be disease of the soul. Yes, there is even death, but there can always be a rebirth of love. Wait to the choices you make as to how to live now. Today, breathe, listen. Behind the factory noises of your panic, the birds are singing again. The sky is clearing, spring is coming, and we're always encompassed by love. Open the windows of your soul, and though you may not be able to touch across the empty square, sing. 
Well, that was very nice. Thank you very much, Jane. And that's from Brother Richard. Do you know him? No. Oh, right. Sandra's collecting these poems. She's making um, a collection of poems that are about the coronavirus and how the world can become a better place. Okay. And have you got another poem, Jane? I have, but I have to switch over to... Right, you do the technical. Press there. the buttons. There we go. Okay. There we go. Can this I, is... Can I just say one thing, listeners? Don't worry about the jet engine, right? If you listen carefully to the birds, you can hear a plane in the background. Don't get distracted by that. Life goes on. Well, I, I thought that was interesting because usually we don't get many planes no. over Salford. They've all been cancelled. Well, no, we never do get planes because we're so near to the city that they don't... The, the flight paths aren't over the city. They're usually coming in from other angles. So I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Whereas down at the Incredible Edible, there's, the planes are going all the time. From Barton Airport. From Barton Airport, yeah. yeah. OK, poem number two, Jane. Right. This is a poem that I wrote um, in the early days of COVID-19. And um, uh, I was in isolation because I actually had a persistent cough. So I had time to be a bit creative. I might have written this before that, actually. Call to Homo sapiens from Mother Earth. It's Mother's Day. I don't want that. Birds on them. We've had enough of the birds. <laughs> OK. Call to Homo sapiens from Mother Earth. I ask what would it feel like to believe in the possibility that if we work together, we could make a better future. Call to parents from Mother Earth. I ask you what it would feel like to believe in the possibility that if we all work together, we could ensure that your children and your children's children could feel safe on Earth. Would it continue doing what you have always done? Would you let some of your children have all your food while others starve? Would you continue to drink the milk of my non-human children and then kill and eat them? Tweet to money-fed, greedy power leaders from Mother Earth. Would you continue to hack at, take away and burn my insides? Mother Earth to Homo sapiens. What would you do to save yourselves? Would you send out your tiniest and very numerous children to move into human bodies? They love to travel. They normally live on my flying creatures that you sometimes eat. They normally don't kill all their hosts. When their hosts are homo sapiens, they have great power, the power of small things. They kill, disrupt and isolate. When do you think I would say to my children, I've had enough, you have enough. You have to stop doing what you're doing. Can you believe in the possibility 
that by working together, thanking, forgiving and sharing, you could all be enough. I thought that was maybe quite an appropriate poem around Mother's Day. So I call it Mother Earth's Day. Brilliant. So now we're getting to the end, Jane, and we're going to have to say goodbye from the Green Giraffes and Worms show for another week here on Salford City Radio 94.4 FM. And um, I'd like to say that we've got a Green Giraffes and Worms Facebook page where we'll be putting all this information up, how to grow your own weeds, and also that a great big thank you to Salford City Radio for giving us this platform. They're always short of money, so any donations would be very welcome. We are all volunteers, except for poor Jill, who volunteers hours and hours, as well as being the organiser. So thank you. This We're going to play out with um, Love is the Power, which is an Extinction Rebellion song um, that was recorded ages ago. So it's goodbye from us. And goodbye from Jane with a Y. Yes.